Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils live show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download today using code PHNX when you sign up. Bet just $1 on any NFL team to score a point in their game. And if either team does score a point, you get $100 in free bets. I'm joined as always by Brittany Boyer. Brittany, it's a Friday. It is Friday. It's Friday fun day and you're back. Woo! Yeah! Cheers. Uh, Sorry, I beat him to it. I had to crack one open. Before we get into it. I did just want to bring something up that I mentioned or that I was raving about on the show last night after the devastating loss to University of California, Riverside. I mentioned that Bobby Hurley called a timeout and I was disgusted by it. Uh, He did not call a timeout. It was an official timeout, um, a bullshit one at that, because they stopped the clock to check the time Mm -hmm. remaining, and it was 1.7, and that was correct. They had no reason to stop the clock. I had the audio off when I was setting up for the postgame show, and I apologize for any misinformation. Um, So I just want to get out of the way before we start a Friday fun day. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, I don't fault you. I couldn't necessarily clarify because I was having a hard time being able to hear what was going (laughs) on myself. Um, and it was happening quick, and I was mm. trying to get a video. I did know that there was some sort of stoppage. It looked like it was an official stoppage, yep. but uh, yeah. So, well, get that before out of the we way. get into football, I know this is Football Friday. We're talking football. You were at the presser after, and you heard some stuff that Bagley said about um, about the play. Um, and I know you tweeted about it. Can you just bring it up to the people about what he said about that last play going for the steal? Yeah, so he basically just said, you know, that was the biggest mistake of his playing career. He knew better. He also said he knew better. But um, he said that he would never mistake make that mistake again in his life. And something I want to touch on is, you know, he did make the decision not to go forth with going forward in the NBA draft, decided to come back to college. And folks, this is why. He still needed to grow. And I think this was an evident you know, growing pain of something that you still have to go through when you're a young player who's starting to play in much more advanced games on a very regular basis um, against other really experienced, big, true men. Um, so, yeah, uh, he just said he's never going to make that same that mistake again in his life. He knew better, and um, as soon as he did it, as soon as he did it, he was like, dang. Anything from uh, Coach Hurley? Hurley basically said that they deserved to lose that game. Um, you know, they didn't play really well, and he was not happy with their defensive performance. Um, you know, I didn't catch everything that was said because uh, we were on the live show. Yeah. So that's, that's the gist of what I was yeah. able to pick up with what they were putting down after that game. But, yeah, like I said, guys, I mean, it's early in the season, 66-65. No it shouldn't yet. have been that close. No. But also, he didn't go to the NBA 
He decided to come back. Everyone was so excited to see him play. But you have to understand that these kids are here to grow and develop to that caliber and that level. And there's going to be mistakes that yeah. they make along the way. And this is just one of them. It happened to result in a game-winning, absolutely insane yeah. one-in-a-million shot. But if, 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 if that shot doesn't fall, nobody even thinks about him trying to go for this. Oh, no one brings yeah, it up. No, there wouldn't have been an issue. If the shot only bounced, like hit, bounced off yeah but it just happened to be nothing but net you know it was beautiful a beautiful release beautifully executed beautifully timed and a lot of luck yeah <laughs> but yeah let's let, let's let's just get into some um asu football uh you want to bring up our pitchfork points first or where do you want to yeah, go with so this? we have a uh, bo moose who's going to be joining us we're waiting for him to give us a call for our facetime with the fellas section for today but uh until he gets here you know <clears throat> let's start breaking down the road trip to washington you know a lot going on up there. They have not had the season that they were believed to, that they were going not to have. Starting with week uh, one. Yeah, starting from week one out the gate with Montana. Right now, uh, and I'm sure everybody's aware pretty much of what's going on with Jimmy Lake, yeah. uh, getting suspended for a week after what hitting you, a player. What do you think of that suspension? Okay, honestly, I think he should have been fired because if Frank Cush gets fired in 19, what was it, 1979, 1978, mm -hmm. 40 years ago, 40 plus years ago, Frank Cush gets fired for that and we've moved to so much more of a woke culture yeah and you suspend him for one week yeah uh okay I, I, yeah i understand uh relatively Bullshit. speaking for sure i just don't i don't know i mean it, it, i understand the suspension but you know um all right well let's get down to our pitchfork points for um hang on a second <laughs> well there was something else i wanted to hit on though with this suspension so this actually makes it three uh, consecutive weeks in a row or three consecutive interim opponents coach. in a row that ASU is going to be facing where they have an interim head coach. That's strange. Also... It's got to be a re record. Oh, no. Oh, for real. For <laughs> real. Um, but also, they fired their OC, John Donovan, last week. So this week, they are not only short a head coach, but they're short... <laughs> I spilled White Claw on my computer. <laughs> um, It's okay. It wasn't a lot. It's just okay. just a splash. <laughs> Sorry, continue. One... Yeah. I... I spill lots of stuff. It's okay. Um, yeah, they also fired their <laughs> offensive coordinator, John Donovan, earlier this week. Or I should say he was dismissed yeah. earlier this week. Um, so they're short two coaches. Uh, there's a lot of change right now going on, some of it permanent, some of it not. Um, also, they have injuries to their tailbacks, Richard Newton and Kamari Pleasant, along with linebackers Ryan Bowman and Idafuan Ulofoshio. Wow, nice. So That was really good. Thank you. I, I practice saying his name a lot. So, uh, yeah, they have those injuries going on. Also, I'll give you guys a little bit of a <laughs> Sorry, that was a long pause. Give you guys a little bit of injury and status update and breakdown with ASU right now. Shannon Foreman was not out practicing at all this week. Um, so that meant Corey Stevens was getting first team reps at practice um, at nose tackle. Mm -hmm. I know some people are a little bit concerned with that, but uh, it's not like this Washington defense brings a ton of pressure. Um, I mean, I was looking at their statistics. I have them all written down for everybody in the pack actually right here. So let me just pull it out while we're discussing this and touch on it. So in terms of total defense, ASU is ranked number 24 in the FBS. First overall in the pack, though, they only allow 328.3 yards per game. Washington is second. They allow... 336.7 yards a game but 
Uh, they don't really bring a ton of pressure, like I said. Uh, where are they at? So they're tied for 60th in the nation for tackle or for sacks. They average 2.1 per game. Um, I mean, if we're looking at their passing defense, they're first in the nation for that. Um, but that's because nobody needs to pass against yep. them. Everybody just runs right over them. They are averaging 195.2 rushing yards per game. Last week, they allowed Oregon to put up over 300 rushing yards on, on them. Hold on, um, hold and that's on, without hold on. 195 rushing yards a game. That's what that's they're insane. allowing people yeah, to put up that's on them. Yes. So Rash- that's an average. So yeah. Rashad White himself put up 202 last week mm-hmm. against USC. I don't think that they're even going to need to really throw the ball. No. Really, I think it all kind of goes into what I'm going to get at. But, um, you know, just talking about in terms of this Washington defense overall um, and, and being worried with uh, Corey Stevens at no tackle, I don't think it's going to be terrible. Uh, I say, Johnny, Johnny Wilson was out. Henry Haddis was out. Uh, and Case Hatch was also out. But good news, Kyle Soley was back. Uh, he That's had huge. an absolutely insane game last week for Arizona State. So Can we, can we, can we just touch on how good this linebacker core has been? Yeah. I mean, at, at, at so many levels. I mean, Eric Gentry um, got a freshman of the year nomination yeah. like, in all positions. It's, it's crazy. I mean, he's been so good, and that was like the last person that – ASU expected to have to step up, and he's really done it ever since the week three game. Yeah. The, Darian Butler was the only guy that was really on a lot of people. I mean, Kyle Soley, obviously, he's been he doing the thing for a while, but Darian Butler was the, was the spotlight, and to see so many people emerge in that linebacking core that most would have thought was weak, it's it's amazing. It's it's great. Well, I think the biggest thing too, you know, you hit on Butler. A lot of people were looking at Merlin to see what he was going to be able to do this year. I don't feel like he's had as productive of a year as he wanted. But that's to. because because he's 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 a he's really he he showed it over years past. I yes. mean, freshman his freshman yes. year he was incredible. And yeah, the thing I want to hit on that I think is the most shocking about Soli is that Soli was not one of those big name recruits out of high school. I mean, he was. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want to say he was like number five in Arizona coming out of high school. Um, in his class, but he was not, um, you know, the Huge Keely Ringo guy. who was going to go to yeah. Georgia. You know, that wasn't him. So he was going to come to Arizona State. Obviously, he was going to try to do his part, but what he's been able to grow into in terms yeah. of being a leader on the field, especially with the argument of kids from Arizona from Arizona who go to high school in Arizona never go on to make anything of themselves uh, in the NCAA. Um, He's proving that wrong, um, and I really think Bijan Robinson, who's over at Texas, is doing a great job of proving oh, that wrong yes. too, as well. But oh yeah, um, yeah, Kyle Soley is somebody who makes a beautiful argument for that, especially given the fact that he was kind of slept on. Well, I mean, not that he was slept on in high school, but I think his talent and his potential for what he was doing wasn't necessarily showing yeah. every time he was out on the field. But if you watched him practice, you were able to pick up on it. So he's also one of like the, a steal. Yeah, he's also one of those guys that. If you don't watch ASU football every week or you're just tuning in for a game and you're just looking at stats, you wouldn't really notice how big of a part that he is to this team. But, I mean, he's just everywhere. He does yeah. the quiet stuff. It's it's well, it's great. He, he I feel like a lot of the guys on this defense kind of bring a lot of intangibles to the game, more so than the offense. Um, we talk about that a lot with Chase Lucas um, being an, one of those X factors who brings you so many different levels and uh, just – Things with him when yeah. he's out there. He doesn't um, need to defend a pass to yeah. inf- impact a play. Yeah. Um, and I th- I feel like Soli is also one of those players, but defense more so than offense, I feel like, has that. Because we talked about it with offense. They, at this point, still haven't really figured out who they're going to 
have step up as their main receiver. They're just rotating them all through. Apparently now they're settling a little bit more on Brian Thompson, which I'm not really sold on, to be 100% honest. He's had a lot of really big drops, in my opinion, the in whole cri- team, critical the t- games. The whole team has. I think it's just more of a trying something different approach. You, the, the targets in his last couple games are pretty crazy, though. I mean, like eight and seven. Like he, He's getting targeted a ton. It's just... He is. And yeah. I don't know how I necessarily feel about that. But, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Also worth mentioning, uh, Jordan Porter entering the transfer portal. Did see that. Saw that on Monday, I believe. So we haven't really talked any football this whole week, though. We have been all basketball. I, I thought it was going to be really nice. I thought the break from football was going to be great, and you know, <laughs> it wasn't at all. And I, I found myself running back toward Not football to, to to tuck myself in. Um, and it was. Do you like my socks? Yeah, those are cool. Thanks. Saul didn't like them. Saul laughed at me last week when I wore them. Saul doesn't like a lot of things. Yeah. Saul just likes to make people like cry themselves to sleep at night. Anyways, let's start breaking down our pitchfork points onward to victory. Let's do it. So, um, <laughs> I was waiting for our really cool graphic that we have for this. Where? Yeah. Where? Ball security. Ball security is number one. I don't one. know, but it was in there for last week's show. Ball security is number one. It was so cool. Anyways, yeah, ball security, because like I said, I don't anticipate Arizona State's going to really pass the ball much or have to pass the ball much. Jaden Daniels has been struggling. The running backs have been able to get the job done. At this rate, I think you're going to want to just keep running the ball, especially if the forecast is supposed to be what it's supposed to be, which is, uh, I want to say, somewhere in the 50s, rainy and a little windy. Not windy like last week, but... uh, So Pacific Northwest. Yes, (laughs) yes, very much so. Um, And that is something that is... Slightly concerning with Arizona State, given the fact that they have already been kind of playing hot potato with the football. You ever been down to that stadium before? I've not. Oh, it's beautiful. It sits, I've heard it's super sits cool. on Lake Washington. Campus is sweet. It's it's. I've heard really tailgating nice. there is so much fun. I can imagine. But yeah, I think ball security is going to be absolutely huge. I think I really think they're going to just end up hammering that run game. I think you're going to see Rashad White have another huge game. Uh, I think Chip's going to have a good game this week. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jaden Daniels decide he's going to just run the ball. Um, I think that's really going to be the the route that they're going to use, especially in the first half. I think if they can establish the run and get a good lead set, then you'll see them start opening up and maybe try passing the ball a little bit more. What's up, Low Tone Capone? Um, But until then, you know, I think they're going to just pound pound the rock. Yeah, this is a run first team first and foremost i mean this is that's what they've tried to do is establish the run game in and game out uh doesn't matter if they're down by 21 as we've seen in the past or they 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 have a lead they will always run the ball and when you're coming into washington who as you said packed for 195 rushing yards a game allowed you, you, i can't imagine the game plan is any different and maybe even more so focused on the run um so and as we have bo moose calling in right now yeah Let's bring him in. Hello. What up, dog? What's happening? How are you? Excellent. How are you guys? Good. We are doing. Sorry for for being late. That Tempe traffic get you? You know, everything all shut down, merging into one lane. God, just errors, just valley traffic in general. It's bad. It is really bad. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we actually were just in the middle of breaking down our pitchfork points onward to victory and talking about our first one, which is ball security for this game. Um, I don't know if you want to add in 
on anything. I know it's kind of just throwing you right into the <laughs> fire right here. But um, yeah. In terms of things we need to do. <laughs> yes. So pitchfork points onward to victory is kind of just our keys to the game. Uh, right. What Arizona State needs to do to come out with the win. So um, definitely in terms of turnovers, we don't anticipate Arizona State's going to pass the ball a lot. We think they're going to rush the ball. But uh, ball security. Yeah, I think ball security obviously is a, a important in, in any game. But and also, Brittany, to your point, you know, running the ball sounds like a really good idea after last weekend. So I think we'll see a lot of that. Also, you never know what the weather. What is the forecast? What's 55, the forecast? windy and rainy. OK, yeah, let's run the ball. <laughs> run the um, ball. Yeah. So I want to ask you this, actually, because. In Herm Edwards' press conference on Monday, he was talking about wanting to pass the ball still and how it's easier to fly than it is to drive. He's flown right. to California many times, and it's easier to fly there than drive there. Um, that's kind of a concerning statement, though, to me, because uh, it yes, but also, like, no, when the Washington defense just gave up 300-something rushing yards to Oregon without their top running back. Sure, and, and and I'll be the first to admit, as and I don't need to remind you guys of this, that Coach Edwards knows a lot more about football than I do. Um, no question about that. So maybe they're just wanting to open it up. I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Um, but I think, I, I think with all things considered, and I mean, I, di I didn't hear what uh, you know Coach Hill had on the on the subject, but uh, when you consider the weather and things like that, it might be, it, it sounds like a good idea to gash them a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah, it's a it's a strange thing that this late in the season, for, especially for an ASU football team, to say the play calling has been pretty damn creative this year. I mean, you've seen you've seen things like end arounds, uh, you know, double passes, and still the ASU fan base and even us are wanting more. What what is it? What does it take to? to make us happy. What, what do you think that, <laughs> that they need to do to make people happy? Because He's like, ASU fans are never going to be happy yeah. no matter yeah, what, what are you I, talking I about. Say, like, do you guys know? Because tell me. <laughs> I could use that information. Um, no, I think, you know, it, it, I think wins at the end of the day are, are what For sure. make ASU fans. Irregardless of, of how you go about you know, getting those wins, just getting wins makes people happy. So, I mean, you could see obviously the, the difference in kind of the, uh, the mood between, you know, from one week to the next, just yeah. in, the, in, in the, in the games that I've been here for, you know, which is really just two. Um, so I, I think I think you know the key is to just get wins. However, we go about doing that, it'll work. I don't care if, if we you know win a game with eight safeties and no points, as long as we're getting wins. You That'd know? be electric. Hundred uh, percent, it would be. Now, also, you know, being a former player, when a coach harps on you about not making a mistake or not, you know, an error. Something uh, Sean Aguano hit on was, you know, the running backs coach. He touched on not wanting to harp too much on, you know, not turning the ball over and not fumbling the ball because he didn't want them to be too overly focused on it. He said it's something he reiterated to them and he did hammer home that it's important, but he didn't want to focus too much on it. What's your take on that? Do you think that's a good, uh, like, uh, way Approach. to go about it? Or, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you, you certainly don't want to you don't want to inundate them with messaging. You know, you want them to be able to be the players that they are and be creative. But of course, 
um, ball security is important. And, and I think, you know, to coach's point, kind of, I don't, I don't think those guys need a reminder that ball security is important. I mean, if, if they're coughing it up, that's a, they, they feel that. And they, they learn that lesson, I think, probably instantaneously. For me, you know, as, as a former defensive tackle, I never had to worry about things like ball security, <laughs> you know. Like, I didn't have much to worry about at all. Like, go right or go left and just don't get <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, if they're like, hey, like, don't, I don't know, like, Like, you gotta be quicker on the block. And then you just keep, like, messing up, and, like, you're like, damn it! And it's, like, eating at you, but, like, your coach is already yelling at you. Like, I guess my, like, how do you deal with that when it's already something that you're annoyed with and frustrated with and aware of, um, yet you make that same mistake? Maybe that was that was what I was trying to get out, but I just could not formulate that sentence. I mean, the threat that the threat that always worked the best in terms of me to either a start doing something or b stop doing something was when you just threatened to put someone else into the game. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like or or or, or, or you know you. I guess it wasn't a threat. These things these things happened to me a time or two, but like you know we were so we were so stacked up front defensively during my time that it was like if you if you were consistently making the same mistake you just weren't going to be on the field yeah unless you were Vontez perfect and you know you just got like the same flagged over and over but you were so good we needed you yeah yeah unless you were tez tez well because tez was a creature from another planet (laughs) he was insane you know yeah yeah well there was no there was no substitute for Tez because he was just that much better uh, than everybody else. Yeah, Yeah, this team, I feel at least, is so replaceable at every level. There are so many positions that, that can swap in and out. You don't really lose a step a lot of the time. So that approach might not or should be working. When it comes to the, the, the bug that is penalties and penalty ridden games that consistently happen, what is it like when when you're on that receiving end of a game where you have 10 plus penalties on you and you want to shake that how how does the team shake that what is is there a way to fix it or you just got to be better yeah i mean you you just got to be better and you in in our case because you know i know we've we've stubbed our toes penalties wise this year in my but it was it's kind of for a, a variety of reasons it seems when I was playing, it was just the personal fouls. We just, they were throwing flags like they were Frisbees mm-hmm. because of the personal fouls. Um, and as much as people like to blame all of that on Vontez, and he had a lot of them, <laughs> he wasn't the only dude out there getting personal fouls on those teams. No, he you know wasn't. I, mean? I had one at Oregon that was costly. We had uh, Eddie Elder would get it. Seemed like Eddie was averaging, you know, one every other week. Uh, Jamar Jarrett was always good for a personal foul here and there. So I think in that case, it's just, I don't know. It's tough because there's that fine line between like playing with passion and on edge for sure and, and keeping it under control. I think it just depends on the player. It's, it's a tough one. That's a tough one to put my finger on. Um, I think though, if you got if you can come together because at the end of the day it is the players if you can come together and just be like guys we gotta we gotta correct this i think it's gotta come from within you know what i mean mm-hmm. so 
having a clean game is 100% on the list of things that Arizona State needs to do this week, but especially on the road. And as you are aware of as a former player, you know, playing up there in Seattle is not an easy feat. It's definitely hard. They have a good uh, set of fans, even when they're not having a great season such as they are right now. Um, So what do you think is going to be the most crucial for the team to pay attention to specifically? You know, I know you were on the defensive side, but specifically with the offensive line um, to ensure that they don't have a bunch of, you know, false starts or anything like that that just keeps causing them to have costly errors. Yeah, and that and yeah, to your point, I mean Husky Stadium's a loud venue. I it's been you know, they're struggling so bad right now. I'm not sure if, you know, maybe some of the fan base up there is fed up at this point. Who knows what what times kick? I should know this, but uh, five fun. o'clock here, so four o'clock in Washington. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of prime time. Uh I think just I, I really feel like our guys did learn their lesson for the most part following, you know, after the BYU game. Um, but we'll see. I'll be glued in watching that myself. I think just being in unison when you're going into those hostile environments, just making sure you maybe practice with noise or or just or just the simple reminder. Usually once you get in there, though, you get in warm-ups, you start feeling the energy kind of filling up the stadium as people are walking in. You know the task you have ahead of you. And I think – you know, managing the noise is, is in, in a lot of ways, that's the, the ball's in Jaden's court on that in terms mm-hmm. of being the offense and everything. So I've got all the faith in the world and him in that group uh, up front. So I think we'll be able to handle it great. You mentioned uh, practicing with noise. How well does that simulate actual crowd noise? Because I know that's something this team has done a bunch and sometimes it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, I always just got annoyed with it because it <laughs> It's constant, right? Yeah. You know, which, which doesn't reflect the, the the actual experience of a game, right? You know, game. There's ebbs and flows in terms of the noise, and I would just get a no. Or sometimes, like, I remember Coach Erickson used to just play the opposing team's fight song at like oh. full blast, <laughs> full practice, and it would just. Could you imagine the USC fight song on full blast <laughs> all of practice? Yeah, just all practice long, and it was just. Oh, it was terrible. Um, I, but I, I mean, maybe Herm should take that approach. <laughs> just get them so pissed I, off that when they hear it in the stadium, just like, <laughs> just, just uber upset. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, it's just, I, I think it's more so, you know, it's preparing you for that, just the annoyance of all that noise, right? Like, yeah. it, it's not going to mimic exactly what you're dealing with. But it certainly helps because it just helps with communication, having to do some silent stuff, things like that. Um, but, I mean, is it the answer? Is it, does, does practicing with noise mean that noise isn't going to affect you in some way? No. Uh, is there anything <laughs> else that you want to ask before we go on to the uh, third and final point? Uh, no, you got it. All right, so our third and final point is going to be, you know, being able to be more efficient offensively, especially on third downs. You know, they really don't want to punt the ball away, especially in this kind of environment where Washington, uh, depending on how Dylan Morris is or isn't playing, may pass or may just decide to eat away the clock by running the ball. So uh, definitely being as efficient as they can, um, specifically on third downs, converting on as many of those as possible. This one's for me. Sorry. No, that's just that was just our third point. Um, I don't know if you had anything else that you want to add. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I think – so you're talking about us defensively on third down? Uh, no, offensively. They need to be able to uh, convert more efficiently offensively. Uh, that was something they talked about. The offense isn't necessarily as efficient as they need to be. Um, it's hard to talk a lot of defense stuff with this team because defense isn't necessarily the one that's struggling. A lot of times um, the, the games that ASU has lost has been because – Offense we has had a ton of penalties that's put them in the position that they're in, you know. Um, so, well, here I have a question about third downs. Then, from from a defensive standpoint, when it's a third and manageable and you're lining up, is there more added pressure than say a second and six that gets into your head? Does it mentally affect you if if a team like rushes up to the line of scrimmage to try to convert a third and manageable? Is that is that harder well, on your on you when in, instead of like a first and ten? Totally, because and and it's just the the kind of the anxiety of it, right? Because we love playing and we love getting reps, but at the end of the day, our job is to get off the field, mm -hmm. right? On third down, so yeah, you're all you're kind of like it's a terrible feeling when a drive gets extended in yeah. defense. No do you matter. Have a, do you, do you have one memorable third down or fourth down that you either let slip away or or just something that sticks with you? Man, it's funny you should say that. I have been haunted since uh, since my senior year after finishing playing here um, at Oregon. We had a a third and long, um, and that was a big game. We were we were well, where were we at that point? We were five and five and one, um, and everyone was you know assuming that was going to be the Pac-12, you know, the inaugural Pac-12 championship game. And I got a roughing the passer on just such a, such a soft call, but it, technically it was the right call on a third down, um, kind of right before the half. They were in their own end zone. Oh. Um, and they called it on me, and then they ended up scoring oh. on that. And just – a couple or God, last week we uh, some of those guys were in town. We had like a little reunion, and we were over at Noel Mazzoni's house, who was the OC on on the, that Dennis Erickson team. And on it's that still Dennis so weird to think he went to U of A for a while too. By the way, like uh, it was at UCLA. He's just the journeyman, journeyman of all journeymen. But he brought that up. He was like, "That's the play that changed our season." <laughs> and Brock t talks about it all the time, like. It and it and it's gut wrenching, and I'm like, well, how can that be? It was the first half. Yeah, you know what I mean. But to answer your question, yeah, that's the third down I'll never forget. Oh, yeah, man. because uh, that you're talking about that 2011 season, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. ASU ended up finishing that season what six and six because they dropped that final game to U of A. Yeah, but actually, we played Cal last for some odd reason. We Cal was senior night at home. We That's played right. U of A. That was weird. It was a weird situation. And after we had lost to U of A, we come out to that Cal game at it's for senior night, and it felt like there was like 20,000 people there. <laughs> you were like, there's nobody <laughs> we'll, here. We'll talk like, <laughs> situation ever. Talking Sounds about, about right for Sun Devil Nation. <laughs> talking about mo momentum, uh, when that type of play happens, and you said it was just the first half, but I'm sure that meant so much more in that game and obviously the season – what does that feel like when that play is given up, especially on a personal foul that probably shouldn't have been called? What does that feel like, and how do you get everybody to 
shut the hell up. Don't think about it. Like, just move on. Because I know it's so hard at the college level to move on from an emotional play like that. Yeah, and I mean, clearly we didn't move on as they scored like four plays later. But yeah, no, it's tough because you feel like you just, it's like getting, you know, punched in the gut, you know? You're, mm-hmm. But you have to try to rally. And like, it's always very vocal, but also playing those Oregon teams, like, and, in, in, uh, you know, under, under Chip in those years, like, you didn't have time to breathe. Yeah. But I mean, so they throw that flag. Like they're back, they're already on the ball. Like before the officials finished, you know, explaining to the crowd what the call was. That's so. So mean. <laughs> it was. It was just those. It was tough always yeah. against those guys trying to, because you know Tez had a personal foul that game, and there was a lot of things. You guys are bringing back some terrible memories. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I camped out outside of PV Maine, like. All night in the freezing cold. R.I.P. P.V. Maine, by the way. What? R.I.P. P.V. Maine. Yeah, I was thinking that the other night. I was like, man, I threw up outside of there one time, and now it's not even there. <laughs> Anyways, I camped out all night for that game and just was so excited, like front row in the moat. And then I just felt like my heart got ripped out. So, I mean, <laughs> it hurts for you, but it hurts for us too. So, Fair we enough. feel your yeah, pain. You feel my... yeah. we're, not, we're not laughing at you in it. But, you know... <laughs> You've only been back for what two weeks now, um, two, or two games, but three weeks. Yeah, just about three weeks. So, yeah. how has it been for you at the the new job as an associate AD? What are you up to, and what are your main um, responsibilities with this role? I, I I mean, it's it first and foremost, it's it's been wonderful to be back because you know there's those folks that remembered you. I didn't know that that you know I was a I was a nose tackle. It's not like I was like a receiver, scoring touchdowns. So it's it, it was, it's been wonderful kind of having that support and really easy kind of getting meetings on the calendar, things like that, because kind of of my history here, um, working with the team I work with, I've got a great group of fundraisers underneath me, kind of young professionals making their way uh, in the industry and then collaborating and working with uh, the folks above me, which is, you know, Kirby Mills um, and Scott Nelson. And I think leadership wise we have a great group on that fifth floor i think we're you know despite some of the challenges we're facing i think we've got an opportunity to help uh raise a lot of money which at the end of the day impacts the student athlete experience which is what we're all about um mm-hmm. and certainly speak to that very specifically so I, I love it i think the opportunity we have here is is incredible and i know people have been saying that for years but I, I do believe uh, wholeheartedly in our leadership or else I wouldn't be here. So I'm excited. It's been awesome. Um, it's, you know, obviously most recently I was at Montana State University. I was getting some photos from friends this week. There is snow on the ground. So oh. being, yeah, being back in sunny Arizona. You're a like, place that I much. see I'm you guys. Like, sorry. <laughs> Don't yeah. miss that. Sorry, nerds. Like, enjoy <laughs> that. It's been fantastic. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you are brought on to kind of help with alumni relations and increased donations and, uh, you know, that relationship with former athletes to the Sun Devil Athletic Program overall. Yeah, yeah. So the Sun Devil Club is the fundraising branch um, of Sun Devil Athletics. And we, you know, from my perspective, it's, it's kind of halfway 
managing a group of, of young fundraisers underneath me, and the other end is major gifts fundraising. So less of the annual fun stuff, more of you know six-figure, seven-figure uh, gifts, focusing on on those types of transformational contributions. So, mm-hmm. um, which is what I've been doing um, since I entered this this industry. So. Uh, I love it. I'm very passionate about it. Um, I obviously come from an athletics background. My my father uh, worked in ath- college athletics for decades. So um, it's it's something I've been passionate about, always kind of wanted to do. And to have the opportunity to do it at my alma mater is I'm just very grateful and thrilled to be here. For sure. Anything I, else? No, that's pretty much it. I felt like we did this a little backwards because you joined us and we were like, Okay, well, we already started our pitch four points of victory, so go! But uh, we still appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to add, you know, about your new position or anything upcoming that you'd like to let, uh, you know, Arizona State fans know about that they should be on the lookout for? No, I mean, I would just say they, they need to be on the lookout for me. I'll be perusing. I mean, we still got one home game left, obviously, so I'll be cruising around. Um, you Are know, we... I've- are we cruising to Devil's Advocate again for uh, another Sun Devil Summit, like 2.0? That, how fun was that? That was a blast. Uh, That was awesome. That should be a weekly thing. I think so, too. I, I mean, I'm down to make it a weekly thing. Lead the charge. I'll, I'll, you be Batman. I'll be Robin on this thing. We can make this happen. <laughs> All right. Let's do the damn thing, then. <laughs> I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks course, for coming Mo, on, Thank Mo. you so much for joining us. Absolutely. How do I right. exit this thing? Oh, we got you. Don't worry. Later, Bo. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we had so much fun at the Sun Devil Summit. Um, he bought around, and then his friend bought around, and then her name's Sarah. And then Sarah, Sarah Kessel, a lot of people probably know her, left. And we had two rounds of, like, shots, and it was just the two of us. And then there was, like, extras for other people. And so we were just like... We got, it. and then he just disappeared. He straight up just disappeared and dipped, and no one knew where he went. But it was a great time. Well, you know what else is a great time? The DraftKings Sportsbook app. People, hey, do you think that there's a prop for how many rushing yards Rashad White's gonna have tonight, or not tonight, but tomorrow? I, I haven't seen a lot. There should be. There should be a prop for that. DraftKings, come on, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Well, it's still the best sportsbook app. There's a lot of props for everything else that you can think of. Um, if you download right now and sign up using promo code PHNX, you can get $100 in free bets if you bet just $1 on any NFL team to score a point. Neither team in that game does score a point. So it's just that easy at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, we'll have our DraftKings Pick of the Week later on in the program. Um, but, yeah, d- download it, sign up. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. It's fun. Uh, it's extra fun. And it's legal. I mean, come I on mean, now. Hey, if you would have bet on UC Riverside last night, you would have won some major if you, bucks. If you threw 10 bucks on their money line, you would have won 47. Yeah. So, so hey. There you go. Uh, yeah, sign up using that promo code PHNX. And, uh, yeah, uh, 21 plus, Arizona only. Gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. So... It's time now for our Pac-12 picks of the week. You can find all of these on gophnx.com in uh, just a couple. Well, I don't want to say a couple hours. That sounds bad. But shortly, they will be posted up on there. i got to get them uh, proofed and make sure they're all good to go. But time for picking the pack. First and foremost, postponed this week, USC at Cal. Man, we almost made it through the whole season with no COVID cancellations. First NCAA COVID cancellation to affect football. Uh, 
USC at Cal. That's just upsetting, man. It's just, I. Uh, I wish they would have postponed Cal at Arizona last week because Arizona would not have won that game. No. If Cal had a full roster and what? I wouldn't have been able to win people. the money I did on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, though. Well, you probably wouldn't have bet because the game wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and I wouldn't have won my money. But whatever. Uh, yeah, anyway, so it's postponed until actually December 4th, which is... The, after the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, day what? after the Pac-12 championship, which is kind of odd, but I guess it's because it won't necessarily impact... You're not saying either of those teams are going to make it? <laughs> not at this point. Um, so, you know, we have, starting things off, though, number 24... We got a new ranked team! Yeah, number 24, They deserve Utah it. at U of A. Bloodbath. Yep. Absolute I mean, bloodbath. I almost, I mean, I did talk about, I know you weren't here last week, but I did say to Derek, um, U of A does have a possibility of pulling out a win against Cal uh, with their depleted roster. How do you get drunk did. off of one White Claw? Because you sound drunk right now. Me? Utah is not getting upset in this game. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm saying, like, uh, last week in their game, yeah. I didn't. Pick them. I said they were going to have a chance to oh, get their first win. Oh, I thought you were no, saying no, they have no, a chance no, in this Utah no, game. No, okay. this week. Um, so I was, I was getting to this. Yeah. So they might have gotten their first win, and all of their fans are very excited. Um, it was a long setup. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, they're going to get absolutely annihilated this yeah. week by uh, Utah. I, no doubt about I it. I like Utah, even though it's at U of A. Uh, they don't have a strong backing. I'm actually going to be in Tucson um, that night. I'm leaving right after our post game. I might be doing the post game show from Tucson on uh, tomorrow. I'm gonna be doing the post game show probably from outside of a high school volleyball game. Love that. Love that. Streaming um, the ASU game at the same time. So yeah, Utah's 24 point favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I think I might take that. Um, so yeah, Utah's my pick. Utah is your pick. Yes, Next sir. game we got Stanford at Oregon State. Sneaky weird game here. Stanford. I, I don't know. It's just. It's I want them. Beavers. <laughs> Do you remember Angry Beavers when we were little? No. Maybe, okay, maybe just when I was little. You're younger than I am by like five years, so. Five? How old are you, 23? 24. Four years. Still, Angry Beavers was badass, and I always think of whenever people are like, Oregon Beavers, I always think of Angry Beavers. I don't know. Well, the Angry Beavers are favored by 12 points at home. I'm not going to touch this game. It's gross. I'm, I don't like to bet. I don't, I don't mess around with Stanford. Um, I, I'm taking Oregon State in this game, but I'm I not going to touch that line. Uh, Yeah. I also am going to take Oregon State in that game. Colorado at UCLA. What do you mm-hmm. think of this one, huh? Uh, <laughs> UCLA is going to just absolutely steamroll them. That's the weird thing. A lot of these games are just super lopsided. I don't really see 18 there being point favorites very many upsets. For There's UCLA. Not, the only game that I think could possibly be an upset – um, outside of ASU Washington is Washington State at Oregon. I think that the Cougars could possibly yeah. upset Oregon. If they were in Washington State, maybe, but it's at Oregon. Uh, I don't know. I, I Yeah, maybe, for but sure. But I think that's really the only other game. I think the other three are all yeah. pretty uh, much locked see, in. Yeah, Colorado didn't look terrible last week, though. You just never know. I don't think they're going to have enough to get it done against UCLA. Yeah. Personally, that's just me. And yeah. then Washington State at Oregon. I personally am going to pick the upset in this. Wow. One. I'm going with Washington State, but go Cougs. That's that's pretty great. What did you say the line was earlier? 14. It's 14. Oregon's favored by 14 at home. That's pretty low for an Oregon team that you know should probably be uh, favored by more. I guess Washington State's kind of trending up after the ASU. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking Oregon in this as well. Well, now. Wait. What do you mean as well? I took Washington State. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're we're right, split. Right. Yeah, we're split. And I'm surprised you didn't take Washington State. Why? I don't I'm know. a Ducks I just, believer. I just, because your dad. I just feel like you would have taken Washington State because your dad. Oh, yeah. Well, no. 
I'm a Ducks believer. Quack, quack, motherfucker. Um, okay, well, ASU at Washington. Um, this is our DraftKings pick of the week. It's also our yes. cheese pick of the week. So we'll tell, we'll show you what the cheese told us to do right now. What's up, guys? Back again for our DraftKings cheese pick of the week. This week's game is Arizona State at Washington. Arizona State is a five and a half point favorite, but we know they have not been doing well on the road lately. So it's time for the cheese to decide who is going to win. My cheese always breaks. Lame. I think I'm gonna go for ASU just because I don't know Washington's kind of a poverty program right now. No Jimmy Lake, but it's, let the cheese decide. Washington now. Wow! 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 Okay, I'm not gonna look. <laughs> I missed, but it's in the general direction of Arizona State, so we'll go with that one. Go Devils, baby. I I didn't know that. I didn't see the the take before we played it on the air because we just did that. Um, I didn't see Shane just smacking himself in the face with the cheese. Yeah, oh my god! I I didn't. It literally looked like your cheese spawned on the wall. I didn't look like you throw it. You threw it. Whoa! I was just like <laughs> <laughs> one quarter of a white claw. I'm feeling crazy. Um, yeah. So uh, the cheese wants me to go with Washington. Cheese wants Brittany to go with ASU, so we're split on that one as well. That's our DraftKings pick of the week. Um, as I said, safe, secure, reliable. Go download that DraftKings Sportsbook app, people. What are you doing? Faster. Yes. Move those fingers. Come on. Yeah, DraftKings Sportsbook app. That was me Best doing sportsbook that. app. Um, okay, well, now we got some word on the street for you guys. We do. Onk, 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 we do, onk, we do. Onk, 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 onk. Hey. It's coming back down a little bit. It's not tilting as much, I feel like, today. Um, we should just have it tipped over on, like... Yeah, on fire. On, like, at, like, Mill and Fifth, outside <laughs> Casa. That's it. Yeah. No. Sixth? I don't know. Sixth. That's at Sixth. Sixth. Mill and Sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, well, anyways. Tell the people what you did for Word on the Street. So, Word on the Street. Last week, I went out before um, the ASU versus USC game. Decided to catch up with some ASU fans because I knew that I probably wasn't going to get to talk to very many people leading up to this game. So, um, I decided I would ask them. <laughs> I decided I would ask them what game they were more nervous for, Washington or Oregon State. You know, we'll discuss the answers at the end, but go ahead and roll it, Leah. What's your name? Tim. All right, Tim. With ASU's football's upcoming road series, they're going to wa uh, Washington and then Oregon State. What game are you more nervous for? Mm, can never trust a beaver ever. So, Oregon State. All right. What's your name? Josh Carlson. All right, Josh. Upcoming series, ASU goes to Washington and then Oregon State. What game are you more concerned about? I mean, Washington's still pretty good, and so I think we'll handle them pretty good. However, Oregon State is such a wild card, and we always, always mess up down there, so I'm hoping we can pull it out. But I think against USC today, it's going to really set the tone for the next few days, next weeks. For sure, for sure. All right, so what's your name? My name is Brian Bernier. All right, Brian, with the upcoming two road games against Washington and Oregon State, what one are you the most nervous for? Oregon State, because it's the hardest place to play as far as the environment. Well, what's your name, sir? My name is Quentin Brown. All right, Quentin. So between the next two road games against Washington and Oregon State, what game are you more nervous for? Uh, probably Washington. Just it's cold right on the water. Who knows about the wind? Simple as that. What's your name? Adam Walker. All right, Adam. With the upcoming road games against Washington and Oregon State, what game are you more nervous for? You know, I say Oregon State uh, just because they their offense looks incredible this year. They've been playing great ball. I mean, 
better than everybody predicted. And of course, then I'm watching Washington beat uh, Oregon 9-3 right now. So uh, maybe I should rethink that, but I still think it's Oregon State. We never play well in Corvallis. We have so many nightmares there. I mean, it's just that's uh, in late November game Corvallis. I'm sure the weather's gonna be sunshine and beautiful, but of course, gonna be rain just off. All right, so a lot of you might remember Rez from our second episode ever. Uh, Rez, with the upcoming games against Washington and Oregon State, what game are you more nervous for? You know what? From history, Oregon State. But uh, both of them, basically. Cold weather, rain. I mean, I don't know what to expect. What's your name, sir? Uh, my name is uh, Jonathan. I just call him J-Pop or Poppy or... I go man, man by a lot of names. All right, Poppy. Well, <laughs> I've never called you that. That was so funny. Uh, with the two upcoming games, Washington and Oregon State, what game are you more nervous for? I mean, I, I know we have a bad record in Corvallis, but that Washington game really scares me. I'm going to that game, so I'm a little biased. I have a terrible road record as a fan, so that definitely plays a role. We have the Washington-Oregon game on uh, on the TV right now, and Washington's looking pretty good against Oregon. I, I think they were up last I saw. Uh, so that's going to be a tough game. I saw with the forecast. It's going to be cold and rainy. So. <laughs> Some of those answers, man. I love the second one. Or the first one? Yeah, the first one. You can never, never trust, trust a beaver. beaver. Tim, Tim has a lot of really great one-liners. Um and that's about all I have to say about Tim, other than I love him dearly too. Um, but yeah, that I love are you going more out. Nervous for? Honestly, well, I'm more nervous for Washington or for Oregon State so than Washington. So um, but I know. Well, now I know. Pop- I never call him Poppy. I've never heard him tell someone you can call me Poppy. Which, <laughs> anyways, J Pop is going to Washington. He does have a terrible road record, so oh, that's no. also concerning. Um, but to be 100 percent honest, that Oregon State game is more scary to me. ASU. Historically, like people said, they don't play well in Corvallis. Um, I think they are a better, more well-rounded team. Um, and I think they just always upset Arizona State. And I have nightmares from 2014 yeah. that I can't get over that I well, emphasize all the well, time. Well, nice job on that world on the street. Um, Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll have more segments coming uh, in the next couple of weeks. Before we get out of here, quick down in the devil's lair. Yeah. What, uh, what are we looking forward to uh, for this weekend and just beyond? ASU triathlons going for not one, not two, five natties in a row tomorrow in Tempe. Believe it starts at uh, three o'clock. The race does. Um, So you're going to want to get there for that. ASU volleyball just pulled off a their first sweep of Colorado actually since 2011 I believe but yes they beat Colorado today. They're now preparing to play number 16 Utah on Sunday. The big one tonight. Yep. Free on then, January. Yep. We Jersey have Jersey retiring January. ceremony tonight at 7 p.m. against Minnesota. You're going to be there, right? I am. I'm going to be out at it. I'll be sharing some of those clips on our social media. So make sure you go follow us at PHNX underscore Sun Devils to make sure you see all of that, catch all of it. And then we will also be having a written piece about how she's still very much uh, in touch with this team and her life. Uh, I don't know how to say it. I guess her life and her legacy are still very intertwined mm-hmm. with this group that's on the on the court now. So you can head over to GoPHNX, become a member, check out those types of stories. But yeah, we have that going on tonight too. So that's going to be huge. Love it. Um, and then National Signing Day was obviously yesterday. ASU across all sports had some pretty big commitments. Uh, you can also find all yep. of that stuff on our Twitter page, as you said, at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Um, and yeah, we will be live tomorrow right after the game. Game starts at 5 p.m. So 
probably start time for us would be around 7:45 or 8, maybe even 8:30. Sometimes these I games think it depends long. on a Well, listen, it's a, it's a it should be raining. Um, which means more ground game, which means the running clock. I don't exactly. want to see another That's four what hour. I was thinking. I don't want to see another four hour game like Washington. I was gonna State. say it very much is gonna depend on how they decide to to call the game. And I, I mean, I'm not thinking can there's I, gonna be a ton of lightning, but I don't actually know. Can I say something? Of course. Can we start the goddamn games on time? I understand the TV stuff and restrictions, but it seems like every week. Oh my god. Oh, this game's going on before. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get to your ASU Sun Devils in just a bit. Like I I it's 5 p.m. Start the game at 5:05. I'm perpetually late <laughs> to like everything in my life. So, so start the game out late. I normally am running up to the stadium yeah. at like said kickoff time. Just I mean in time to get there to see them coming out of the tunnel. Um, sometimes I'm not even there well, that early. Sometimes I'm there just in time to see them kick. Um, in terms of getting into the stadium, but. I'm not against it. I yeah. mean, I'm perpetually running behind. Well, so that can, gives me time to get my shit yeah. together. You can follow Lady Lateness herself at bboyer07. You can follow me at Shane D. As we said earlier, you can follow our PHNX underscore Sun Devils account right there. You can follow PHNX underscore yeah. sports across all socials. Leave a like on the video and subscribe. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? It's Friday fun day, so we have to do our Friday funnies. Oh you cannot go without that. Yeah. Come on. Sorry, that is the guys. most key. I'm so sorry, guys. All right. Roll a first one. We would like to make these guys jump off sides. Please watch this. A tackle move! You gotta call that! It happened all throughout the first half also. He's jumping the cage. I had him going right with him. No, he's not. He's early. He's early. Did you think the tackle jumped there? Did you see that? The right tackle, yeah. That's the second time. Even Russ thought he did. I'm a little unruly. I, I gotta I gotta admit. My wife tells me all the time. Yes. Okay, we've got unsportsmanlike on number 14 of your team. He jumped on the goalpost, and that's... He, he jumped over the goalpost? Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He, he jumped hang, over hang the goalpost? Hang, hang on. He could have. He's capable of that. He jumped on the goalpost upright there. I guess you can't use something to celebrate. Did you jump on the goalpost? Yeah. The last I don't know if you're playing. I thought you just didn't I'll take responsibility for that. I, I should have taught you that. God. Oh, gotta love Pete Carroll. He takes USC. more responsibility than Herm Edwards does for penalties, uh, and he's in the NFL. Like Pete's the best. I should have taught you that. You should have known not to jump on the. That was actually also. That's one. That's a stupid call. Two. I do. As much as I want to hate Pete Carroll, it's so hard to hate Pete Carroll. Yeah, he's so funny. He's I so I do funny. enjoy him. All right, what's our next one? <laughs> Ooh, that, that's good. That, hey, hold on. What's that, that Dr. Pelper? Mm, that's that Dr. Pelper. <laughs> I've never heard a word that I've liked more. Dr. Pelper. That, that is, is so good. literally like when you're just knocked out of sleep and like people start messing with you and like drawn on your face, except in a good way. Yeah. Like all of a sudden they're like. That's that Dr. Pelper. <laughs> that's so funny. All right, uh, one more. Hey, yo, rate my outfit. I'm a hot Cheeto girl. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> What's your family size? Yo, I appreciate y'all, man.
<laughs> that's like the equivalent of Bo Moose going out dressed up like that and being like, hey, what do you think of my outfit? That's a, that's a good uh, one-liner to fire back uh, immediately. That was that, that that's some that's some creative thinking. Family size what are you, pack. Family size like, pack. Um, yeah, follow us across all socials. As I said, we'll be we'll be uh, live right after the game tomorrow. Game starts at five at Washington. Uh, leave a like on the video. Subscribe if you haven't. If you haven't subscribed, come on, man. I do have one last thing to say. So thank you to all of our followers who uh, did sure. retweet yeah. everything for the shirt. We didn't get to 750 though. Um, as soon as we do get to 750, we will do that follow uh, giveaway when we get there um, on the show live, of course. But I also want to say thank you to everybody for uh, sharing that upsetting video of the three quarter court insane shot. I mm -hmm. hate saying that. I, it's so much easier to say a half court shot, yeah. even though people decided to get all anal in yeah. my mentions. Um, anyways, thanks for sharing it. It's gone viral and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in as always. And we will see you tomorrow. Peace.